Okay, baby. You hey, look baby. so pretty. We back. We back. Back and better than ever, baby. All right, boo, we live. All righty, let's fuck up. Let's fuck up. Welcome back, guys, to the third episode of the Scarlet Skeptics Podcast. I am Grace Castro. I'm one of your co-hosts. And I am Heather Kelly. I am your other co-host. And we are so excited about all the feedback we've been getting. It's been so great. And we're really so excited that you guys are even getting anything out of this. Literally, it's great. Yeah. A lot of positive feedback. Super Mm -hmm. uplifting. A lot of, uh, what do you call it? Critical feedback uh but we love it it's critical analysis they're really trying like i feel like people are listening to it and going wait a second and trying to actually think it through so i'm glad that people are having questions and concerns no it's definitely very helpful especially when you sometimes it's kind of hard because me and heather have known each other for so long and so i jump into very intense and controversial topics that we've already started and had a groundwork for well yeah we didn't even just have a groundwork you already disagreed with me and asked me questions Mm -hmm. on all of those things and Mm -hmm. i've explained it to you in a way that was much more just erudite and rudimentary and and we got the basis and then we could pull it into our personal experience exactamente exactamente and then i go on the podcast and i'm like here let's say this like we don't judge rapists yeah there was a lot there and I don't actually take back anything I said but I do very much regret or not even regret but just the way that I communicated could have been much better it could have been said better so let's let's dial in so she said that and I it was really funny too because when she said that I did have like whoa (laughs) yeah I was like oh whoa hold the fuck up for a second you know but then I I got where she was coming from but it was because of the decade of conversations we've been having about these kind of topics and it wasn't personal like it wasn't to me and so I didn't take it personally but at the same time I had the background to not take it personally and be able to see it for what it was exactly and there were people who did take it personally yeah and I do want to address that just so that well yeah I completely understand I was told by my friend that I was being inconsiderate to the victims in these cases and I completely see how that would have come across. Um, like, I literally, I said I was going to talk about the prison industrial complex, and then I didn't actually touched even, on it for 10 seconds. No, I didn't on. even touch on it. I touched on why I have issues with the prison industrial complex, which goes back into, like, programming at a young age mm-hmm. and prefrontal cortex. Of, and mirror neurons. Well, and- no, see, that, that's the thing. All of that is what I was supposed to yeah. get into, and I didn't. I just said all of the hot-headed controversial shit and then left it hanging because mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, let me reel myself in. And we started talking about something else and took a shot and talking about Trump or something. And like, oh. yeah, <laughs> lost my Yikes. place a bit. And honestly, when we were going back and editing it, I should have thought that through, that that's way too much of a blanket statement to just throw mm-hmm. out there with any kind of backing information. Yeah. And so we're here to give that background. Um, So, yeah, what I didn't talk about that day, which I think is very important, is prefrontal cortex programming, which is why I don't see. I think it's crazy. It's a little it's it's not crazy or funny, honestly. It's just I think if I would have said I don't judge anyone, everybody would have been like, 
Okay, makes sense. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's fine. Right about right. But then when I actually get down to really not judging anyone and I say the 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 you know the not so easy to swallow pills mm. of that, <laughs> like not judging the murderers or the rapists or whatever, mm. it gets iffy, you know, and lines are blurred and mm -hmm. people don't want to hear that. People don't know how to hear that. Mm -hmm. And so what I meant by that is that I genuinely mean it when I say I don't judge anyone. And I mean that across the board, no matter how difficult it is for me to like to, to understand even sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so the reason I don't is because of programming, mm -hmm. like we talked about, right? Okay. So I think Basically what happens is between zero and three years old, like I remember when I was in Kyrgyzstan and this, this hit me so hard because mm -hmm. I was at a conference called Kyrgyz Bisipno, which means like Kyrgyzstan without orphans in Russian. Mm -hmm. And I was there in Tokmok for I think three days and we were across the street from this baby house and they were talking about orphans and whatever. And the lady who was running the conference, Lamb International, her adopted daughter was there and was completely socially unaware so like she would get up in your face and just stare at you with the deadest eyes. And like, she looked like a robot. Did she have emotions if you were talking to her? None. Like, did she interact well with other human beings? Did Absolutely she have emotions none. that you could see? She couldn't even talk. And she was not immune. Like, How she, old was she? She was like seven. Okay. She was like this little blonde girl. She was not from Kyrgyzstan. She, the lady traveled around. And so she brings her with her. Um, she had adopted her from Russia, I believe. Okay. And she was, she does not talk. She said she's only gotten her to talk a couple of times and it was very minimal, but she completely understands English. She can write. Anyway, she's so socially not there. She has the eyes of a psychopath and like the movement of somebody who's dead. Mm -hmm. And so I, that was my first encounter, right? And then I went across the street and she was talking mm. about how your prefrontal cortex develops and how neglect and things can affect your emotional responses and blah, and blah, blah. And the capacity blah. you have to exactly. feel them and experience them. Exactly. Okay. So I walked across the street and I went to the baby house and there were all of these, these babies, these little Kyrgyz babies, and they had no hair and they were silent. Like... I went in there. The girl was just chilling on her phone, like completely ignoring them. And just, I mean, they were just sitting there. Like there was from zero to three years old were the ages there. And the three-year-olds were kind of just crawling around. The, the babies were in bins. Like and for reference real quick, imagine walking into a room of 50 children ages zero to three. If that place is not a caucus, like loud ruffian house. Yeah. It wasn't 50 like, children, but it definitely was a lot. And the thing that's scary is those baby houses were on like every corner. So I had only been in one. dead, silent. So I can't even. I was scared as fuck. I started trying to talk to the girl. She didn't speak English. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to like leave. And they didn't want me there because they didn't want like Americans to come in and, you know, like whatever, I guess. Anyway, so they were trying to get me to leave. And I ended up coming back and being with the babies. But anyway, I went back to the, the conference and I asked the lady, I was like, are those babies like dead? Like I was shaking. Like I couldn't even like, I can't explain to you the feelings that I had. But if you saw a bunch of children with dead faces, mm -hmm. it fucks with you. And mm -hmm. so I went back to her and I was like, please like tell me like what is up with those kids? 
And she said, they're all sociopaths. They don't have empathetic responses because their mirror neurons are not developing properly. And that happens when a baby cries and doesn't, you know how they tell you it's so important to have physical contact when the baby's mm-hmm. first born, like chest mm-hmm. to chest, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And like all of that skin to skin contact, when you don't have that, when you don't develop connections with people, when you cry and you are go unanswered and you're hungry and you don't get fed and you're wet and you don't get changed, all of those things, they develop these, pro- these, these processes of thinking and these thought patterns mm-hmm. of not caring or mm-hmm. responding. So when you're little like that, though, you're forming your attachment like styles with your parents. A lot of kids have anxious ambivalence or healthy or this, that or the other. But when you're not having a response to your crying, which is how babies and children convey every emotion that they have, if they need anything or they're uncomfortable with anything, they cry. When that's not getting noticed, when nothing is happening for that, why would they continue to have that like yeah. reaction, you know? And exactly. so it just kills it. So they stop producing those emotions mm-hmm. as a whole. Mm-hmm. And so what happened to those kids is between zero and three years old is when your brain development determines whether or not you were going to be a sociopath. Okay. That means the opposite of an empath. You have no mirror neurons firing in your prefrontal cortex as in comparison to having, you know, a lot of them and when overly empathetic people type of deal. So these kids had no chance Do you see where I'm going Mm -hmm. with this? So it's like when it comes to your ideas of morality or Mm -hmm. your ideas of like a good person wouldn't do this and a bad person wouldn't do that. What's your baseline for that though? Exactly. Is it you? Like, are you on a high horse? But your brain was developed properly or at least properly to the point where you can have that little Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder telling you what's right and wrong, whereas other people do not. And so like I had my friend who also, who told me I was being inconsiderate to the victims also said this point, which I to totally see how this would go through a bunch of people's minds. But this idea that like a lot of people go through a lot of shit and don't kill people. A lot of people are hurt and whatever and don't rape people. Mm-hmm. I get that. There is no like one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's exactly. why this baseline of judgment for how our judicial system works is so flawed. Mm-hmm. And what leads into, all right, well, I'll get back to that in a second. But it's so flawed because it base, it judges everyone on the same baseline. Your brain does not function the same way mine does. Mm -hmm. And so those kids, whether you say, oh, you grew up in an orphanage or you didn't, you don't get to judge because you don't know what the parents did to them behind closed doors. You don't know how many times they tried to cry for attention and their Mm -hmm. parents were too busy arguing or doing this or Mm -hmm. that or whatever and couldn't answer and didn't explain things. And the way that people's brains develop actually starts in the womb. So people... They, they don't stress, like when you're, your doctors stress so much about not eating fish and not eating this yeah. and that, whatever, but they don't stress enough about keeping your histamine and cortisol levels down. Mm-hmm. When you're overtly stressed, when you're pregnant and you're getting in fights with your husband or whatever, or people, and just in general, that affects the brain capacity of your baby, your fetus mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. that that will carry into when they're born. So even if they have a great childhood, if they... They had a fucked time in the womb and they weren't able to develop their brains properly and the way that they react mm-hmm. to things and all of this. There's so many. What I'm trying to say is there's a million factors mm-hmm. that go into how somebody thinks. Correct. And how they develop 
what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And so when you're judging somebody, I didn't say don't judge rapists in the fact that like if somebody Saying rapes- that the action itself was wrong. Yeah, exactly. But there's a difference of focusing on the action and the wrongdoing and then the person doing it and making that their entire humanity to you. Well, the thing is, is what we do is we, we it's, it's very touchy territory. Okay. I get that. Like what we're talking about is not an easy conversation. And we also want to go on the record to say that not judging does not mean no consequences. Consequences are very necessary. No one's saying that there doesn't need to be justification or that there needs to be things taught and retributions and this, that, or the other. But at the same time, judgment is not your place. It, it's just judgment think, helps no one. I think this concept of like punishment is what's so flawed in our culture currently uh, or not even just our culture in general in a lot of people's minds is if you do something wrong you get the same slap on the hand that everybody else gets i'm not saying that you don't get punished i'm saying that you get punished intelligently and what for are the intentions for your punishment are we trying to get you to change the actions that you had before? Are we trying to just make you feel the pain that you had someone else feel? Are we trying to just prove a point? Like what's... It's an eye for an eye. It's mm-hmm. it's like this concept of like, if you do something wrong to me, you get it back done to you. But what the thing you is... You just is, wait till you get locked up. I want to wait to see what happens in there. Like that's... Clarify. Exactly. That's the thing. When you get locked up, it's like... More than 80% of people are released back into society. It's I think it's roughly like 92, 93% of pe- prisoners incarcerated get released back into society at one point. So today's prisoners are tomorrow's neighbors. So have do they have anything in place in the jail systems right now in order to assimilate them back into regular civilian life? There is no training back into civilian life. Even if you've been locked up for decades and you have no clue what the fuck is going on. I remember talking to... Um, Eddie Conway, he literally, he was the longest incarcerated political prisoner. We had lunch. He was a black Panther party leader. And he explained to me his, he wrote two books in prison and got a college degree. And he told me how difficult it was to even get access to that kind of information or to learn what was going on in the world because the prisoner, the prison guards, especially when he was locked up, he was locked up for more than 40 years, but when in in the beginning, and also for a crime he didn't commit, but we can talk about that when we get more into like the actual episode we'll of the prison industrial. Be a whole yeah, another. we need a whole conversation for that. So basically, what happened was is what I'm trying to say is that I don't think rapists shouldn't be punished. I think this idea of thinking that if somebody goes against your morality or does something super fucked, that we're just going to perpetuate this and throw them in jail and let them get raped and then come back out more fucked up than when they went in. Mm -hmm. It's like Meg in that Family Guy episode when she gets locked up and it's like she didn't actually do anything wrong and then she comes out like a hardened criminal with like face tats and shit. Mm -hmm. And like that's kind of – it's a joke, but it's not. Like you go into prison and you come out worse than when you went in. What you said about judging based off of your morality I think needs to be hit on more. So let's chat about that a little. Yeah, like I think what I was trying to say on that is that there is ne- there does need to be judiciary processes in place and punishment. I'm mm-hmm. not saying somebody raped somebody. Let's understand their side of the story. Yeah. No, I'm saying let's be intelligent in the way that we reprimand rather mm-hmm. than just this one size fits all. You get locked up, you get locked up, and you get locked up and you get locked and everybody gets locked it's up. It's like the Oprah of court systems. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over it. Like 
basically what happens is, is all of these people get judged accordingly, right? Mm -hmm. And so this dude who we think is a bad person and we cancel him as a culture, we throw him in jail, we animalize him and it, and we don't ever give this chance for reform and people mm -hmm. are like, oh, well, he doesn't deserve it. But where is your baseline of deserving? Mm, that, what do you deserve? That's what in I this life do you deserve? I personally don't believe in the concept of deserving anything because mm -hmm. who the fuck are you to say what went into that to make them deserving of it? Mm -hmm. For example, like if I was a perfectly normal human being, right? With a perfectly normal morality, say I get, I get captured tomorrow. I'm walking down the street and I get thrown into a sex trafficking ring, right? I'm kidnapped. I get fucked like physically, literally, I, I am mentally, sold. physically, emotionally I am raped. I am horribly messed up, right? And I come back, and I'm fucked. And my my social cues are blurred. I don't understand right from wrong, and whatever. And I do something really fucked up because I'm projecting my issues and your distorted into the world view of and reality. my distorted understanding of morality, mm. even on top of that. And my mom is like, no, you don't understand. She was just horribly raped and, you know, it, it was traumatic and this mm -hmm. and that and whatever. That would hold up in court as a reason for, you know, needing mental health and whatever mm -hmm. and these, uh, you know, circumstances that are affecting the outcomes of my punishment and what have you. And what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, is that a lot of people have those earlier on in their life and they don't even really realize that that's why they're so fucked up and they've canceled themselves. Mm. And so you can't just be like, oh, do you want help? Do you want to go? It's mandated therapy that needs to happen in prison systems mm -hmm. so that these people don't just get more fucked. Because if we do this whole eye for an eye, a deserving type of culture, then everybody's just, it's, things are only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I want to, I want to break the fucking system. I want to turn the tide and, and start living in a, a culture that, that believes in changing and, you know, mm -hmm. and becoming better. If my, and it's hard for me to say this, but because I, I'm sure somebody's going to say that I'm speaking out of ignorance and that it would change if it actually happened to me. But if my sister or my brother or my daughter or whatever have you was raped, I don't want that rapist to get more fucked up and then released back into society and rape somebody else. Okay, so I see where you're coming from. But at the same time, these issues in and of themselves are like... I don't know, like I was talking to people on the back porch about it the other night and we were chatting and I was like, I just think it's crazy because we were talking about this specific thing and I said, I think it's wild because I've considered murder. Like, like those lines right there, like your sibling getting raped, like I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time for me, that's enough reason to put somebody in a body bag. Yeah, but that's not for me because living in that is like this... It's that's the natural instinct though. Rising above that, this forgiveness and love that surpasses understanding is what I want to talk about. I want to like I want to start practicing loving people beyond understand. Like if mm -hmm. somebody kills somebody's daughter, right? Mm -hmm. And that person in court, there's like this whole thing. Imagine a, a video was went viral of like the woman forgiving the murderer. 
You know, we would all say, wow, that is insane. That is a forgiving and loving woman who wants the best for her society and community outside of her pain Mm -hmm. and suffering because she is able to zoom out and see the bigger picture of what the fuck is going on. Mm So I think a big part of it is how you're personally attached to the situation itself. If you weren't personally attached, if that wasn't your sister, would you be saying the same thing? That's the thing. People can speak on things. And then when it actually happens to them, it's it's like what we talked about in the last episode. Exactly. When something happens to you, you treat it completely differently. Mm -hmm. Because your emotions get involved and emotion gets in the way of logic. Yeah, but but is that something we want to just justify? Is that mm-hmm. something we want to like be okay with? Like at what line is it too much for us to have to include logic? Like you literally just said, like to me that would be enough to put somebody in a body bag. But I know that you know that that is not the proper way oh, of for thinking. Sure. For sure. It's just, it's just sub- succumbing to your emotions. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like... This idea of nobody, like you said, you've had fucked up thoughts, right? So the only difference between me and you, like I said in that other episode, I think I just like blatantly like spewed, oh, you have super fucked up thoughts. And I like didn't even go into what I was thinking. But my thing is if you, I don't think anyone out here can actually say that they don't have fucked up thoughts because even if it's not fucked up to you, if you vote, like if you vocalize those to me. I would be like, oh shit, like that's fucked up. It's it's on a sliding scale. The idea is that everybody has fucked up thoughts. I don't care if you want to admit it to yourself or anybody else. You have thought some seriously fucked up shit because that is just part of being human. We all have fucked thoughts. We have fucked ideas and things that we think of and whatever. The difference between me and the guy who actually puts those thoughts into actions mm. is that they have a totally different processing system in their brain. Because me, as I am in my brain, I would never rape somebody. I would never even hit or hurt somebody. I would never, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. These are foreign concepts to me. So I judge people based off of my morality and I say, Mm -hmm. they have to be a bad person. And the morality that has been instilled in you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But if I grew up somewhere else, or in their shoes, and my brain was not functioning the way that it should, mm-hmm. and what have you. I'm not saying you take this into account and give him a lesser sentence. I think this idea of locking somebody away for life is fucked in general, especially without the proper checks and balances in court. And actually, like, we have, yeah, whatever. What Save it for the prison episode. <laughs> is that the end of the day, it should be about healing but nobody wants that because we have grown up when you want to when you think of the prison industrial complex it's like angela davis said it is so foreign to us to understand that you would have to let go of everything you think you know about mm-hmm. society and punishment and what justice really is mm. i feel like just on a on a ground level justice in and of itself like that's huge well Justice isn't what everybody thinks it is. Exactly. Everybody thinks justice is getting what you deserve. But the way that our society is going, the amount of more fucked up shit that we're seeing every day, everybody knows about some fucked up shit that happened in your neighborhood or somebody you know or whatever. Like the world is just getting more fucked up. People are getting more sick mentally, physically, everything. Mm -hmm. And we're perpetuating these problems. And yet we're still stuck in this, this archaic 
type of prison system Mm -hmm. where we just throw people in jail like animals, these horrible conditions. People don't even know what it's like in a Baltimore city prison. Like that shit is dehumanizing. Mm -hmm. And you want to say, oh, well, they dehumanize somebody else, so they deserve it. But if you keep giving people what they deserve and and just perpetuating these problems, we're only going to become worse as a society. Mm -hmm. Where's the room for growth? Where's the room for change? Where's the room for grace in that? There is none. Let's think about all the things that you and I have ever deserved that we didn't get. And we praise God that we didn't get them handed to us. Or that we like, you know, we learned from it. Mm -hmm. It's just, the thing is, is like nobody, I believe, I genuinely do, that nobody is past the point of reform. I think that we just as a whole don't want to take into account that people need different approaches. Mm -hmm. Like we said in that episode, it was spoken to me. Gulshan spoke to me in a way that spoke to my understanding Mm -hmm. It flattered my position. I understood her because she spoke and thought the same way I do. And she was a Mm -hmm. young female and I related. It was a personalized message. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. all of these people need their own personalized messages to have that shit click, to have Mm -hmm. that eureka moment of like, oh my God, I understand. And they can heal and they can better. Your mind and your body are so capable of healing. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to take that into consideration. We think if somebody's a bad person, they're a bad person. Why wouldn't you want them to be a good person? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you want one less fucked up person and one more decent person with a perfectly functioning brain? Like, why would you just throw them away? But do you think it makes them makes it easier for them to feel like they're better when more people are lower? I think, I think it's just this, this idea that it doesn't matter. People don't care about things that don't affect them. Mm-hmm. It's Very like, true. but that's what we talked about but that I whole don't, episode. I also, but see, the thing is, that's just natural. That's exactly how your brain works. Like no one's saying that's wrong. Neither of us are here to say that, that that is no, wrong. That's literally but me you need and to you. take yourself. You need to try to at least take yourself out of that and look at things whether they're personal to you or not, just because they haven't affected you yet doesn't mean that they do. Just because you're not aware of the effect that it has on you doesn't mean it isn't having one. Exactly. I think this, like, people are just so worried about what affects them. Like Mm -hmm. we were talking about in that episode, it was crazy to think everybody has just as many complex thoughts about themselves Mm -hmm. as we do. And I think it's crazy crazy. because what you said about siblings. Yes. So so she explained that to me later. So I saw this thing on Twitter and it was like, dude, like your siblings aren't just these little like things in your universe. Like they're fully grown human beings with their own thoughts, their own ideals, their own versions of this, that, or the other. And that sounds so simple. Like, fucking obviously, Michaela is a human being that can walk and talk and make her own decisions. But I have only ever seen my sister through the lens of us growing up together. We were raised in the same home. We're the same human being. She is only Michaela in respects to what she is as my sister. I can't even imagine my sister not being my sister and just an individual because I would look at her completely differently. Exactly. And I think that's what it was so cool because Mm -hmm. you were like, just like they're just my sister, I'm just their sister in Mm -hmm. their world. Yeah. You know? And that's what, like... Like, the relativity of 
who someone is to you based on your position. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a mind-blowing idea because it's like you want to say this and this and that person deserves it and that person deserves it. But then if you do something fucked up and you're like, no, I didn't mean it. I was in this Mm -hmm. horrible place mentally and blah, blah, blah. And yours is justified or yours Mm -hmm. is understandable Mm -hmm. or it was your friend who Mm -hmm. did something horrible. Mm -hmm. And so you understand them and so you can justify it in your brain. But then if it happens to somebody else and you can't empathize. Like I said, with the mirror neurons, if you can't put yourself in somebody's shoes and learn how to Mm -hmm. empathize with their Mm -hmm. position, you're never going to be able to think logically. Correct. Because that just shows that it's only emotional. You are only operating out Mm -hmm. of your emotional because it's what you want to be empathetic to. And it's who you already have emotions for. Exactly. (sighs) (laughs) It sounded like a Coke commercial. It really did. (laughs) (sighs) We're here for the aesthetic ASMR type. Is that what it's called? I don't like it. Somebody ASMR. just it really clicked fucking... off now because of how much we pissed them off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just it. Yeah, it just blows my mind, and I think mm-hmm. that it's crazy because it's like, yes, I very much need to take accountability for the way that I communicated, and mm-hmm. we did. We got a lot of mixed feedback, but the people who did give me feedback, I I talked to them, and I think. I definitely gave more of an understanding. We both came to the same understanding at the end of the conversation with the few people who did talk to me. And I think it's just this matter of like asking questions. Like we said, I genuinely mean that though. Like mm-hmm. really, my guys, if you hear something that you disagree with or it it makes you uncomfortable, please say it because what happens is, is me and me and Heather have created a type of of echo chamber, I suppose, because we don't disagree. It's like I wish we could have First our conversations all, recorded to say that like we live together, we've been friends for like over a decade. Like we've already had our disagreements. We are already very like we are friends because we have so many similar views and we have very similar mindsets in the ways that we get to things, and mm-hmm. we are genuinely both searching for understanding and we are both the first people to tell you lmfao especially after this motherfucking <laughs> week ow 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 but um <laughs> no but <laughs> but seriously like we understand how unknowledgeable we really are we don't claim to know anything but we're here searching for understanding and trying to learn more about the world around us I think what I, yeah, that, and what I was trying to say is just that, like, we don't check each other sometimes. Like, if I Mm -hmm. were to have this conversation with a friend of mine that, you know, hasn't talked to me about these things, like, I remember when I first talked to you about it, or my Mm -hmm. mom, or anybody else who challenges me and makes me have to think these things through, Mm -hmm. it really affects the way that I communicate. Because Mm -hmm. I am much better at, at explaining myself when somebody is confunding me in a way that challenges me and mm-hmm. my thinking. I, it's like I kick it into drive. It gets your brain kicking. No, but seriously, it, it puts you into your fight or flight because right. you know, like, it's do or die. Like, your stress responses get going. Your adrenals get firing. Like, it all, yeah. it all happens. Suddenly, I'm eloquent and I can explain myself perfectly. And it's like, when I say things like, there's no such thing as free will or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of these things. And I believe that. But it's like that's for another topic. Another topic. Don't another comment time. on that now because we will divulge on that. Yeah, later. that's that's like a whole conversation, a whole spiel. But that's the thing is like I have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of controversial ideas. That's why we're literally here is to just talk about them mm-hmm. and to develop better 
perspectives. But I'm yeah. not like preaching anything. If you How want no. an intellectual conversation, sorry. Again, Sam Harris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Refer back to our notes. Hashtag making sense podcast. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's just like I, I'm just, I want to like, I want to apologize, I suppose, and just hope that that this is a, a, a dynamic mm-hmm. that can work, you know? I agree. Because I want it to be like for the 20-something-year-olds who are confused and need somebody, you know, like to relate to that's looking for truth mm-hmm. and understanding. That's why I would push so much. Like we have gotten great feedback, and I really appreciate everybody who's messaged us or called or whatever. I just think that... The more you can say, like, if you think anything on what we're saying, I would love for you to challenge me. Good, Tell me that I made you uncomfortable. Tell me that you wanted to click off when I said something or whatever, even if you don't fuck with me. Like, just reach out, boo, because... I need somebody to tell me when I'm saying something that makes, cause I'm here to make people uncomfortable. I am not here to offend anyone. Correct. I'm not here to make anybody upset. And I hope that if I do say something that sparks hurtful. frustration in you mm-hmm. is hurtful, that you would communicate that with me so that, because there's a bunch of other people who probably felt the same way and aren't going to say anything, and I would like to address it in our next episode so we can always just continue to have these conversations mm-hmm. like a back-and-forth dynamic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 1,000%. Because I know for a fact that I'd be out here rambling on sometimes about things that I probably don't have a full understanding of and that I shouldn't be fully going into, but I do. I think that that's okay, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, speaking on something... You don't know about, and I feel like maybe we're getting a little repetitive with this, but like as long as you're not being dogmatic or mm-hmm. so stuck in your perspectives, that's kind of the whole deal. Like exactly. without talking about things. We're not trying to censor things. We're not trying to have everything ready, written out, ready to go. Like we- There are no notes. We, <laughs> there are no notes. No kids. <laughs> Edna Mod. <laughs> Y'all, we're funny as fuck. I can't. Yo, anyway. I literally was going to be Edna mode for Halloween. Dude, of my honestly, <laughs> literally when I was like, yo, you have got to be Edna. And if Nick had been frozen, I would have <laughs> shat myself. <laughs> literally. <laughs> sh- honey, no. where is my super suit? <laughs> like, I would have geeked. Yeah, it would have been, been a whole thing. Yeah. Either that or like the Willy Wonka idea. <laughs> I could have. Yeah, great. Can you just imagine me as a blueberry? Yeah. I rocked out Katy Perry. You don't think I could be a blueberry? No. A bad bitch blueberry? You could have fucked that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need video because nobody's going to understand our outbursts of laughter. Wow. I okay. just, yeah, man. Reel it in. Reel it back. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Play that now back, back DJ. Now back to your originally scheduled show. <laughs> hey, yo, DJ, run that track back. <laughs> Judgment. Oh my okay. god. Yeah, I just think that like I just love the idea of forgiveness and just understanding and letting go. Ooh. Because you know what Alan Watts that quote, man. God, I love that quote. What was the quote? Alan Watts said, I have realized that the past and the future are the real illusions and that they exist only in the present, which is what there is 
and all there is. And Leo Tolstoy said, I cannot change what happened yesterday as much as I cannot dictate what will happen tomorrow. So I choose to live only in the present because now is the only time when we have power. Absolutely. Motherfucking rock my shit, Grace Castro. Tolstoy. Okay, so I think... Damn. I just... I, that has a lot of weight in it. So I know personally... I dwell in the past all the time, and then stress about the future. My present, I am, I'm, I, I'm not, present. I'm not as present <laughs> as I want to be. I feel like I'm not intentional about my presence, and like I don't take in everything and absorb everything that I can in the moment. And I think I stress so much and put so much weight on what happened in the past and trying to relive it and think it out and figure out everything about it and then plan for the future when I know. Yes, like it's just. It's not benefiting me. The thing oh is, is God. like, whoa, whoa, light bulb, light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it all made sense. It all became clear. No, but it's like dead ass. If mm -hmm. something happens to you, you cannot. I wish I could fucking tattoo this on my, like, you cannot change it. You cannot, no matter how much you think about it, no matter how much it frustrates you, you are spending more time than necessary dwelling on something that is out of your fucking control. So I think we should take a step back in that and just address the fact that, so yes, stress, thoughts, you can't control that, whatever, whatever. But let's look at the fact that energy is and time are a resource mm -hmm. like they're what's the word money it's like they're uh, uh an exchange it's they're C-O-N. um fuck i can't think of the word whatever um energy and time are a resource there's something to be exchanged you need to take account for them okay so they're commodity is that it no yes, yes. okay <laughs> it wasn't c-o-n i could see it i no, could I see the n in my head but i didn't see the just add another n and it's an m uh, no, 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 no. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> what the fuck, Heather? Anywho, this is why I smoke to stay on drag. Whoa. Okay, so if energy is a time, which. <laughs> if energy is a time and time is a shit. <laughs> if I'm here and you're there and I'm here, have you ever heard Out of My Mind by BOB? Because that's the <laughs> intro. Anywho. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Energy and time are a commodity. So if energy and time are a commodity, a resource, this, that, or the other, if you are actively harnessing your thoughts if you're being present in your thoughts of the past like that's energy you're draining out that's energy that could be redirected to what you're presently doing what you need to be doing what you need to be planning for it is only taking your energy it is legitimately taking the energy from the food that you're eating and the things that you're drinking and the things that you're doing it is physically taking the energy source that you have in your body People don't want to look at their time and their thoughts as an exchange. If you mm -hmm. took all that time that you spent dwelling on your ex and put that time into learning a skill, Please. you would be a fucking master Please. at whatever the fuck you want to do. And people have excuses all day, streams of excuses for why they can't Grace do- Grace just fucked my life up. It, why they can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And it's because you are misdirecting your resources. You're spending so much time thinking about things that have happened to you mm -hmm. and you're creating this identity. Like I used to literally identify myself as like the girl who was hurt by her father. 
Oh you know? no, I was the I was the girl that had all these shitty guys. I was the girl that had daddy issues. When I actually only have mommy issues, Ooh. turns out that's a whole nother episode. Oh god. But it's just like we we spend all these time like that's who we are. I have anxiety. We dwell I in have our this. pain. We dwell in our past because it's easy. It's comfortable. It's what we know. It's literally what we know. It is all that we know, and it's so uncomfortable to take the accountability for our thoughts and for our time and for our energy and our resources. Like your time, when you go spend time with someone, if you know that you are going to feel like shit and you are not going to enjoy it in the first place. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it to appease someone else? Or are you just wasting your energy and saying it's okay because someone else, like where, what is the line in which you were okay with using your time for something? And do you throw it away? Alan Watts said, stop measuring days by degree of productivity mm. and start experiencing them by degree of presence. Damn. That shit fucked me up for the that longest time because at the beginning of quarantine like I said like I was spending all of this time trying to be like the best and the most productive and mm -hmm. whatever and get my shit in order and I'm I was, baking I'm working out I'm cleaning I'm reorganizing like I'm learning I'm like I'm doing it yeah but all of that was to try and correct every like all of that time I spent was really just stressing myself out about the things I wasn't doing. I was just trying so mm -hmm. hard to be all of these things that I hadn't been in the were past. Were you doing it to distract yourself or were you doing it to counteract the things that you felt negatively about? Regardless, it was a distraction. Like it was, it wasn't being present. Mm -hmm. I was just focusing on shit that had happened in my past. I spend 95% of my day thinking about things that have happened to me or things that are going to happen to me. And, and I miss out it. on my entire fucking present. Mm -hmm. That is all you are, pr you are promised. I love this idea. When I first started taking Africana studies classes in 2016, I was blown. Like, okay. So she, I remember fucking, it was literally day one mm -hmm. and she was explaining Afrocentricity and she was explaining ethnocentricity mm -hmm. and this idea that we have this linear and Alan Watts goes by this as well this linear perspective of time with like a past, a present, and a future, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas this Afrocentric perspective, instead of looking at it in a linear type of dynamic, it's a it's a, um, a spiral. Time is infinite. And so you are where you're at in that place in time. And that is literally all you are promised. Now is when we have power, is what Tolstoy said. Like, if you spend your time dwelling on who hurt you or who hurt your family member or who did this or whatever, you're never going to be able to live in the present. People are never going to be able to find healing. It's mm -hmm. like this, this concept of like, he deserved that. And so his whole life is now void. Mm -hmm. Like, and who the fuck are you to say that? Like if you had done something horrible and you learned from it and wanted to be a better human being and contribute to society in a positive way, who the fuck am I to tell you no? And that yeah. you're canceled for the rest of your life. Like I'm done with this cancel culture, even on like the smallest of things. Like we said in that first episode, I think, or the second mm -hmm. one where I talked about how I thought fucked up things about being homophobic or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I changed and now now I am not that. And I don't identify myself as that. So if I can change and you can better your perspective and you can become a better human being and you can too, but he can't and he's done for and he's a lost cause and blah, blah, fucking blah. First Whoever all, you want to fucking like 
you literally are throwing these these titles on people and you have no fucking place. Oh shit. Okay, so let's let's chat about that, okay? So I want to talk right now. Let's talk about how we expect people to fill the expectations that we have for them and that is all that they are able to be to us. People are only going to be to you what you expect them to be because if you already have this mental picture of what they're going to be and who they are, everything that they do is just going to fall into that and support that. Or not fall into it and disappoint you. Exactly. In the biology of belief, when I was reading it, so he has this thing and he said, anything that goes against a theory is not an exception. It just means that the theory can't be true. Because Because there are no exceptions. Exactly. So if you're following that logic, oh my God. Yeah, when you have a theory and there are exceptions to those rules, we like to think, okay, this person got better. This person had miraculous whatever and and became a better person. But that doesn't mean that other people can too. That in itself is is false. For you to think that there are exceptions to theories, you're also having to accept the premise that a theory is truth or finite. Yes. Like it cannot but be But a theory in and of itself has not been proven. That's what a theory is. Yeah. I mean, so what that plays into is, is like, if you think, okay, if I did something bad, if I cheated on my boyfriend, am I a cheater? Am I immoral? Am I this? Am I that? If I was a homophobic at one point in my life because of a truth that was fed to me, if I hurt somebody, if I did something Mm -hmm. fucked up, if I, you know, whatever lines were blurred in all of these situations, there's just so many things that go into what makes a person do what they do mm-hmm. and what factors need to be taken into consideration when addressing a proper punishment. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like this idea of just punishment. I like the idea of reform and acknowledging that everybody has the capacity just like you think you do. You're not that special, baby girl. Like if you can get better, so can somebody else. Your brain can literally repair itself from being a psychopath. Is it easy? No. Is it, is it much more difficult in certain situations for certain people? Yes. Like every individual Mm -hmm. is complex in their own way and needs Mm -hmm. mandated an individualistic specified therapy. It can't be like this pill that they just give everyone. And think about it from a childlike standpoint. You cannot, if you have five children and they all do the exact same thing, for you to punish them all the exact same way is not going to have the same effect on all of them. You punish (laughs) different children completely differently because different people have different values. Different things are going to teach them. People just have different things that they need like we have to do a whole episode on conscious parenting oh f- seven thousand sure and people are gonna be like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about you're are not a either parent. of you parent well well actually my boyfriend is a kid so uh, <laughs> Ex- actually <laughs> in the past two weeks i've become very knowledgeable thank you um shit <laughs> but yeah i think it's just kind of crazy because another person who commented actually it's the same person Um, who said that I was offending victims, told me that it was stupid of me to use Dexter as an example. I, like, threw that out there in, like, my spiel of... A Dexter? You know, like, I have so many... My brain is filled with a million thoughts running miles a minute. Like, just, like, this. Have you heard me talk? Words, (laughs) like, spew out 
And then there's like all these shoots and ladders in my brain that are connecting mm-hmm. these thoughts that are not being said. And so mm-hmm. it's just like, <laughs> like how many times <laughs> have you been really quiet with someone in the same room after having a conversation and then the other person just comes out of nowhere and been like, you ever wonder why the sky is blue? <laughs> There's a way they got there. You just don't know it. it well, that's exactly what I was about to touch on. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that segue. <laughs> um, dun, 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 what dun. I was going to say is, is what I was saying with Dexter. And I was like, oh yeah, even in Dexter, like we can watch this fucked up sociopath, like, and we can empathize with him and his humanity. So imagine for a second, if you will, that we all had our own, what is it? Six season like show. Yeah. Okay. And I we could would, all, I would thrive. Girl. <laughs> Heather and Grace take Baltimore. <laughs> no, but it's just like if we had that in depth of an understanding of every criminal, mm. would we not understand their background more, their highs, their lows, what made them who they are, what their makes humanity? Them tick, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it gives a humanity to people that we don't acknowledge. Exactly. And so when I said, Even in Dexter, you can empathize with Dexter. I was Mm -hmm. saying that if we all had our own TV show where all of our little things that happen behind closed doors and And all of the times that we cry ourselves to sleep Mm -hmm. and you have a freaking song playing in your mind, you're literally like, I've had these moments in my life where it's like a fucking dramatic movie. Like if somebody was recording it. Looking out the window going. Yeah, like like (laughs) tears falling as the rain drips. Dramatically one just drips down your cheek and you're like, oh. God. Yeah, and then if I were to go to work the next day and I looked frustrated and people are like, oh, she's bringing her problems into work and you have no fucking clue what happened to me the day before. Do you know what I'm saying? She's being a bitch. She might just it's be on like, her period. If we had a well-rounded perspective of every single person. Or if people just wanted understanding. Even just tried to understand people mm. or things that are so outside of their typical realm of understanding or even want to comprehend you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. if we just took a second to be like damn son i get you like if we could just have this like chip inserted into our brain and it's like suddenly we understand that's coming in 2040 as much as we understand ourselves we would be able to empathize so differently Mm -hmm. and we would be able to understand why people come to these conclusions why people do such fucked up shit so that we can help them to not be so fucked up so that we don't keep perpetuating this cycle of of inhumane living the word the longer we're alive the worse things get Mm -hmm. and it's because we have this these archaic principles like i said earlier and this this government that is like it's it's so entrenched in the way that it thinks Mm -hmm. and and it's like we are all just submitting to it because it's what we've known even though the times are changing so much there's this crazy mass spread of information now that would not have been there before like i was talking to nick about it when we were talking about like imagine, um, you know, three, 400 BC, right? You have very few people in your circle. Mm-hmm. You have your mom, your dad, whatever, and your family and some neighbors and whatever is taught to you is all, you know, there mm-hmm. is no mass spread of information. Nowadays you can fucking Google anything. If you're mm-hmm. ignorant to things like Google it, you can mm-hmm. learn and, and see a bunch of different perspectives and you can take all of that information and like facts and whatever and come and draw whatever conclusions you like. So back then, and it's like we have these same type of things in place, even though there's so many more factors that go into how we develop opinions is what I'm Mm -hmm. trying to say. Back then, it was like this little echo chamber of information, right? And it's like whatever you hear was 
said back to you, and that's all you know about truth and morality. I don't feel it was intentionally an echo chamber. I think it was just honestly the fact that it 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 was a village mentality. These same people, like all of these people are growing up together. They're experiencing the same things. And it's a totally different support system too in that. Exactly. Nowadays, you and your neighbors are not having the same experiences day to day. It's just not happening. There's so much to be done seen. You have a completely different world on your phone. People are traveling like they've never traveled before. So you have all of this information Mm -hmm. and you don't have the small society of support. And you don't have the trust in the people around you because they're all different and you are going to hold to what you know already. Those few people in your circle are completely different people fed mm-hmm. completely different information and have completely different perspectives than you. And there's no solidarity. There's no understanding of each other. There's all of these like blurred lines of right and wrong and good mm-hmm. and bad and who is you know better or worse. And I just fucking And what people it. deserve. There's so much loneliness. There's so much mental health problems problems. There's so many physical problems because our microbiomes are so screwed from all of the Mm -hmm. excess amounts of cortisol. You were Mm -hmm. only supposed to be stressed in your flight or flight response. That's what he talks about in the book as Mm -hmm. well. Like if a saber tooth tiger is running for you, like you get stressed. Now it's like you wake up and it's like, fuck, I'm so stressed. I need to smoke a cigarette with my coffee or whatever and this and that and go to your stressful job in a stressful world with all of this drowning of misinformation and everything. Like God damn, there's a lot going on and nobody understands each other and everybody thinks they have the right to judge each other Mm -hmm. and we are just making things worse. And I'm, I'm literally just here because I want to, like, I don't want to feel so alone. I don't want to tell anybody they're wrong or right or better or worse. I just want to, like have these conversations where we feel understood and connected. Mm -hmm. We want a level playing field. We want everyone on the same page, even not even on the same page, but just at a place where we are all aware and wanting for more. Because we don't have a shared set of facts. Mm. We don't have a shared reality. That's why our democracy is so fucked right now. And we're about to have this election tomorrow. I'm scared out of my mind. I'm scared out of my mind what's going to happen. And it's like, we literally, we have broken down our, like, oh my gosh, that episode that Sam Harris just posted, like, blew my mind but it was he was talking about and just like this this concept of like us not having a shared reality anymore Mm -hmm. politics used to be like here are the facts you develop your opinions i develop mine now Now it's about who cheated on their wives and who did this and and the thing is the facts aren't even being like no one gives a fuck about the facts everyone cares about these things that are getting thrown out and who did what and who said what and this that or the other and how can i judge them no one cares about the actual policies in place and the movements and the change that they are trying to bring about. The focus is just on the individual and their shortcomings. And that's, it's so sad that that's working. Like how is someone not getting elected because of how they date and how they this, that, or the other, or how they identified that shouldn't even be part of the thing. They should literally just want the best for this country in general. I think that like what they were talking about is like, for example, I, I think personality traits do play a lot into it, and okay, I want to talk Kamala about this Harris more. Harris was literally torn the fuck apart for that whole, like... Oh, no, she definitely like, stuff was. stuff like that. And I'm saying that sh- that doesn't e- that does not matter right now. 
Yeah, I think what I was going to say is is that like in situations like with uh, Trump or anything, like definitely there are cults of personality, For sure. and like and there are like things that you need to take into consideration with somebody's definitely. character and things like that. But you oh, can't 1, say Trump can interrupt whoever he wants and say whatever he wants and make all the facial expressions and do whatever the fuck he wants. But then if a woman does it, it's like did you see that video where it's like they AOC. No, it was, like, something fucking on Instagram. They were talking about all the things that Kamala Harris did, and they were talking about it on Fox News and other Republican platforms. Like, that's just not necessary. No, but the thing is, is every time they said something about her, they played a video of Trump doing the same thing, and then those same people defending it because it was Trump. And it's just, like, this... We don't even have... Mm. How can we debate? How can we have politics? How can we have an understanding of each other? Or even just conversations with your peers or your coworkers or whatever. If there's no share reality where is objective truth gone you there is no objective truth Mm -hmm. nothing is objective and so you can't have a logical conversation with people nowadays Mm -hmm. how fucked is that and it's like i just i come on here into this stupid podcast with like god knows how many people listen to it and it's fine i just i literally if nothing else i just want if somebody listens to this to feel like Except, you know, like this is a place where we can try and figure out what that shared Mm -hmm. reality should be or could be or what it could look like. Yeah. Like even if we don't come to the same conclusions, if we can just acknowledge the same world. If you are trying, that's all we ask. That's that's literally everything. Effort, intentionality, purpose. I just want to talk to people. I want to understand. Just Come over and cuddle with us and we can talk, <laughs> please. <laughs> it's just like, I. that's why I think the feedback is so important. And we're about to to wrap this episode up. Um, I really, I know we spent a lot of time just kind of acknowledging what happened in the last episode, but I think that's kind of the whole, like, I mean, I feel like judgment in general is just something that needed to be gone over. There's so many things that we want to talk about. and judgment and understanding that just because the consequence isn't fitting to you doesn't mean that it won't hit the other person where they need to be hit for change. Or the, if the consequence seems fitting to you, mm-hmm. who the fuck are you? True. You know, true change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like... <laughs> Fuck. I just think that it's crazy that we all think we know what's going on with other people. And I know that, like, I did say some things that were, like, charged. Wow. Like, you know, if you don't explain those things better. But I hope that people have a better understanding of me now. I am not a hateful person. I do not accept or condone that violence on anybody. I think personally, I think you have the right to believe and say and do whatever the fuck you want. As long as it doesn't like my objective morality, like what I live my life by is I think what is wrong is when you inflict on somebody else's inalienable rights to life, liberty, and happiness. Mm-hmm. If you are hurting somebody else, if you want to believe you're a butterfly and that you have superpowers, like, do your you thing, fucking boo. do it, boo. I, I fucking literally, do it. we're all Fly just trying to get through away. life. You got it, boo. You flap those wings and live your get best life. Get this butterfly effect fucking booming. Yeah. 
enjoy my love. But when it comes to hurting other people, I'm never going to condone that. I'm Mm -hmm. never going to say that this is okay or that Mm -hmm. this is justified because of their past. That's not what I was trying to say. I was trying to address that when you're approaching an ideal punishment, that, that those things need to be taken into consideration so that we can create a better society as a whole and continue to uplift each other and be better all the time. And like, I just want to break the cycle. I just want to change the, like my own ideas on what is right and wrong. And when Mm. I judge somebody just to, I just like, I just want to check myself. I do too. Like who, how much do you actually know about that person that you're saying is deserving or undeserving? What do you even know about that position? Yeah. Honestly. Like, what do you even know about what it takes to pay bail or get in jail or out of jail or what, what goes on in prisons? And I can't wait till we do our prison episode. And I, I know we keep, wait. I like literally, I think I've touched on this We're or said teasing it. you. Every episode, yeah. <laughs> Such a tease. Are you lit yet? It's fine. We're, we're going to talk about it soon. It's just a lot and I want to be well-versed. And we want your hard hats on for this one, mate. You're going to need it because truth bombs will be falling. The sky is falling! We yeah. recommend protection always. Are we, talk- <laughs> Are we talking condoms or like hard hats? <laughs> All of the above. Same thing. Um. Anyway, we thank you for coming back to us and having these hard conversations and getting uncomfortable and listening to us through our hard conversations and feeling uncomfortable and inadequate and what embracing it we We love it yeah we're here for you we hope you're here for us please 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 give us feedback so that we can address some things that we say and do that are not the best precisely Everyone have a great rest of your week. Happy Monday. Thank you for sitting down with us, and we will catch you next week. I am Heather Kelly. And I am Grace Castro. And we are out.